In a world where people are famous for doing nothing, we're here to discover the ordinary individuals who take giant leaps to do something extraordinary. Welcome to Moving Forward. Hello, everyone. This is John Lynn with Moving Forward, and today my guest is Jordan Goodman. Jordan is the founder of Beatwell, an innovative company that integrates drumming to create high-impact team-building programs and workshops on rhythmic therapy. Through Beatwell, Jordan has successfully worked with clients ranging from senior centers to schools to corporate clients. Welcome, Jordan. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me, John. Thank you so much for being on the show. Jordan, tell us a little bit about Beatwell, its mission, and what you do through this company. So the mission of Beatwell is essentially uh, to help us feel more connected, mm. so more connected to ourselves and, and more connected to whatever communities that, that we're a part of. And uh, the way that I accomplish that mission is through using rhythm. And rhythm essentially is the universal language that we all share. Um, there's a reason why drumming has been used for thousands of years in virtually every culture, uh, but more importantly, for healing or to build community and strengthen communities. Um, and, and I've found it to be really the most efficient and effective way of meaningfully connecting a group of people uh, because, like I said, it is the universal language that we all share. That's fantastic. And it is so interesting to me. I, I Before our interview, I took a look at a couple of videos that you sent me, which we'll be posting uh, on the blog post with this interview. And it is so wonderful. I mean, just to see live captured on video the the way that you're able to connect people in a room through the use of drumming through rhythm so i'm really interested to learn about your journey in creating beat well but your overall journey as well so jordan i'm going to kick off by asking you fill in a little bit about yourself your professional as well as your life resume and in particular i'm really interested in what led you to the the point at which you wanted to create beat well and accomplish its mission Sure. Um, I am a musician, uh, first and foremost. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about passions and, and finding your passions, but it's, it's not even so much that music is my passion, but a musician is who and what I am. Mm. And, and I've known this uh, since I was a child. I, I was really fortunate to have parents to, uh, you know, sign me up for piano lessons when I was probably four years old. Um, which I enjoyed, but, but it really just gave me a, a nice foundation. But when I was in maybe third or fourth grade, I, I really discovered rock music and, and it really attracted me to it. And I just wanted to play guitar, honestly. And I, I took guitar lessons and I sat with that guitar every day to, to, to get good at it. And really, as, as a young kid, I was also fortunate to have other friends who were musicians. And the way that I connected with my friends after school was to play music with them. Um, eventually, the, the drums uh, really called to me, and, and I started getting more into that. But ever since a young kid, be, being a musician, going to concerts uh, was the most mesmerizing, intoxicating, exciting experience you know, that, that I would have. And... And it's really, I think I was, I was fortunate at a young age, it's music called to me, it resonated with me. And that's been the foundation of everything I've really done uh, up to this point uh, in, in both my professional life 
as a musician, playing in rock bands and, and doing what most of us think of as, you know, working musicians in this culture, uh, someone who writes songs and records songs and then performs uh, those songs. But e- even, even through, through college and graduate school, music has always been the thing that tied it all together. Oh, that's wonderful. I love the way you phrase that, that it's not even so much that it was your passion, but it was in your being. And so what I'm curious about, Jordan, is, and I'm going to switch this up because uh, my usual second question is, what are you passionate about? But I love the way you phrase that, that music is just part of who you are and it has been from a young age. What I'm curious about, and I think our listeners would be interested to know, is that you took your being of being a musician, your love of music, and you did something very different with it. And, and it sounds like you have the experience of playing in rock bands and what most people think of as the quote-unquote traditional route uh, to pursue music. But how did Beatwell come to fruition through your being a musician? So Beatwell really started at the beginning of uh, graduate school for me. So I went to graduate school and I got a master's degree in clinical and counseling psychology at Loyola University in Baltimore. And very early on, I, I knew that I, I needed to find a way to stay true to who I was as a musician while tying that into this other path that I was on uh, towards a mental health profession. And one of the first classes that I took at Loyola was called the Nature and Treatment of the Stress Response. Mm. And the term project for that semester was to pick any stress-reducing modality. And I knew that drumming relieves stress because when I felt stressed out, one of the most productive things that I could do was to go play drums either by myself or with others. And knowing that I was in an academic culture and knowing that uh, I was entering a, a field of, of science, you know, I needed evidence, right? I needed peer-reviewed research to prove uh, really biologically that stress is reduced through drumming. And I didn't know it existed, but uh, thank God Google exists. <laughs> and I, The world's I found, library, right? It's incredible. It's incredible. Um, not only that, but just you can connect with anyone in the world uh, because there aren't many people in the world doing what I do at a professional level. Um, but, but I found this research, and in 2001, the first study was published uh, by a neurologist out of Pennsylvania named Barry Bittman, and he teamed up with uh, the Remo Drum Company, uh, and, and he proved that a specific group drumming protocol had all these significant uh, effects uh, biologically, uh, namely stress and, and also an improvement to the immune system. And there's been a bunch more research uh, published since, showing effects at emotional levels and social levels. But it was really this research that uh, really tied everything together for me at the beginning of graduate school. And and really after that, every class I took, every project I was assigned, uh, every internship that, that I was a part of, I always found a way to incorporate drumming. And that's really this, the, the genesis of Beatwell and where I really cut my teeth and figured out uh, what can I do with this, what works, what doesn't work, uh, how do I market it because that's really been one of the biggest challenges mm. um, and, and how do I 
not only educate the public that this is a service that's uh, available, but it's a service worth paying for. That's awesome. And Jordan, and in fact, I was not familiar with this form of, of rhythmic therapy before we connected, and I've just started learning about it through you, and it sounds really, really fascinating. And again, I encourage our listeners to check out the videos that we've posted on the blog post. But Jordan, for our listeners who may not be familiar with this, can you kind of illustrate for us how rhythmic therapy works, what the programs are like when you go into a place like a senior center or a school or a corporate environment, and you work with the individuals on rhythmic therapy, and how do you integrate drumming as the basis for your workshops? The way I like to describe it is that what I do really has nothing to do with drumming. So the the work is really in, in the outcomes. Mm. What are the goals intended? So if I'm collaborating with a director at a, at a senior center, for instance, uh, perhaps the intended outcomes that are desired would be you know, a, a safe place to express oneself, to build community. In, in senior centers in particular, there's a lot of social isolation. Uh, just like the, I do many groups in adult medical daycares as well, a lot of social isolation. So community building is a big aspect of, of the work I do. Now, when it's in maybe a corporate environment, collaboration is 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 a way that that I'll maybe kind of frame or, or set a context for the the purpose of the program or even when I when I work with kids I do a lot of leadership development so there's all these different outcomes and the 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 means of achieving these outcomes uh, look and feel pretty similar in that everybody has an instrument so I'll bring a bunch of uh, small West African style drums called djembes and I'll bring percussion like tambourines and shakers. And everybody has an instrument in their hand. And really, once I state the purpose of being there, I'm, I, I want to have one song being uh, created uh, immediately. And it is completely improvised. Everyone in the group has the freedom to play whatever they like on whatever instrument they like. Uh, I encourage them to listen first and to do their best to help make the group sound good. Uh, but I'll tell you, John, no matter the group's size, uh, no matter the, the population of the group, every time one song is created within seconds, it's never wow. not worked. It's, it's really incredible. And, and that's one of the things that I keep coming back to in what I do is that it, it always works. Yeah. What what I love about what you just discussed and described is that it's not the surface. It's not about drumming. What you're at the heart of it doing is you're listening to your clients, determining what it is they need or what it is they need to get past, whether it is social isolation or team building in a corporate environment. And you're using the music as a, as a medium, as you said, to create that connection between your clients. And I think that's really, really amazing. And I love... I love that you've been able to tie in both your, your background in music as well as your studies in psychology to really create a very, very unique system. And it sounds like it's been extremely rewarding for you. Yeah, thanks, John. It, it, it really is uh, rewarding in many ways. Not only, you know, people always say that it's great that you get to help people. And, and trust me, it is. But just the fact that every group is different. The music is mm -hmm. different. The people are different. Uh, so creatively, it, it keeps me engaged, um, and I never—I I can plan, but but I'm I'm always open and flexible because I don't know what will happen 
every time I show up for work. Yeah, yeah. And just the fact that you're able to essentially create a, a musical composition within seconds that is completely improvised by the participants. I think that's really, really phenomenal. Is there, are, are there any particular stories you want to share with our listeners about uh, an experience that you had working with a group that just really was a game changer for you? Yeah, I, there, there really are dozens. Uh, one that, that really pops out. It was my first time visiting this particular adult medical daycare. Um, and and if, if listeners don't know what a facility like that is, uh, these are adults that cannot live independently. So many of them either still live with their families. Most of them live in group homes. And these day, day centers, many of them come six, seven days a week for you know six to eight hours at a time. And, and you know, all kinds of different presenting issues. Uh, the ones that I typically work at, uh, there's, there's a lot of diagnosis of schizophrenia, um, and just a lot of just different challenges, both physically um, and with respect to mental disorders. Uh, and, and this one in particular, there was a woman off to the side, away from the group. And this was when I first got there, and I'm kind of making the rounds, introducing myself, and, and trying to join their community. So I'm not just some stranger as we begin the, uh, the Beatwell play shop, as I call them. And this one lady off to the side, she's kind of bouncing on an exercise ball. And the program director of the facility uh, kind of took me aside and said, you know what, this woman has never really interacted with the group uh, socially uh, with any of the things that they do. And, and I told her, you know what, give her a chance. And I brought a tambourine over to this woman, and she's completely nonverbal. She was moaning a lot. Uh, she was rocking back and forth a lot. And I brought a tambourine up to her and kind of took her hand. And she really didn't even have function of her fingers, to be honest. Wow. But I kind of placed her hand on the tambourine, uh, showed her the different sounds that it could make. And even though I knew she couldn't verbally respond to me, I let her know what we were going to do and invited her to join us if, if she you know, felt comfortable. Maybe about 15 minutes later, we begin the program. She's still off to the side. And the music is beginning. And maybe five minutes into the program, I see she wanders over. Um, she even had, for this visual, like a backpack in her teeth. Hmm. And as we're creating the music, she gets right into the center. And she's not playing an instrument, John, but she's rocking back and forth. Wow. Well, that's, that's amazing. Just the fact that you were able to reach her so that she would come into the circle. I think that's huge. Yeah, so she had the invitation, and I, I feel the, the, the music called her. You know, she responded to the rhythm of it. It felt welcoming and inviting. And she didn't play an instrument during that session, but she rocked back and forth uh, mm. in sync with the rhythm. And one of the facilitation techniques that, that I'll use, I'll count everyone down. So I go four, three, two, one, stop she stops the rocking. So she's frozen as the music is resting. Mm. I count everyone back in. One, two, back to the groove. The music starts back up and she's rocking back and forth again. So that, that showed to me that she was meaningfully engaged in the social experience. 
Wow, that's amazing, Jordan. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Really appreciate it. Jordan, you've had such an interesting journey. And uh, one of the things that we like to share on this show are challenges that people have faced on that journey. So I'd like to ask you, can you share with our listeners a time where you felt like you failed, where you faced that, what seemed like that huge Mount Everest climb, that challenge that really seemed insurmountable, but it ended up being that valuable learning experience or that turning point for you to find your road to your passion and your success. Yeah, so I don't know if this would really count as a failure, but definitely a a challenge and a setback in many ways. Uh, a band that I was in, uh, in in my late teens and early 20s, uh, I was, you know, the drummer of this rock band, but I played many other roles besides just, you know, artist and performer. So I was the manager of the band. I was the booking agent of the band. I was the publicist of the band, uh, did all the merchandising and, and all these other things that go into running a business. Um, at the same time, I was performing about 40 to 50 shows a year wearing a neck brace. So I had chronic uh, neck and shoulder pain and was doing all kinds of physical therapy and acupuncture and, and the sorts of things uh, just to continue what was my dream uh, from from being you know a little kid of being and performing in a rock band and it, it was really tough because I was realizing uh, this dream but yet I was in chronic pain every day and at this point in the band, you know, we're playing every weekend and it was getting to the point where it would have become a full-time thing. Um, we were even planning a five-week full U.S. tour and we were doing weekend shots, you know, playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I was in bed the next day. I was missing school on Monday because of the pain and I, I ended the band. Uh, because I saw the potential of it, and um, I knew that I physically couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't perform almost every night, and then sit or lay in, you know, in a van for for a, a six-hour drive, and do that every day. Um, that was heartbreaking, and and I really felt directionless when I ended the band, and 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 I really I, I didn't touch the drums for a long time. And that really gave my body the, the time to heal. Um, and, and this is really where I, I decided that, you know, to, to pursue a major in psychology towards the end of, of, you know, undergraduate school. But really at that time, I needed to assess my skills. And, and almost like I talked about earlier in that what I do isn't about drumming. It's, it's about what are the goals it's kind of the same in that I realized the skills I acquired weren't being in a band. Um, you know, it, it's not the what, but but it's the how mm. I did it. So so I, I realized I had all these skills as a publicist and a manager, and I learned how to create a brand and market a brand, and and these are just general business and entrepreneurial skills that translate into any endeavor. So for one, that, that gave me a lot of confidence moving forward in whatever uh, way that would be, um, knowing that I had a vision and I was able to make it a reality. Um, and, and that's really what I have done with Beatwell. 
I mean, since then, there, there's another band that I, I had been a part of for a few years and did all kinds of really exciting and memorable things with. But Beatwell for the past five years really has been my sole mission. It's, it's been comforting knowing that even in the loss of that initial band about 10 years ago, I really gained a lot through the experience. And, and honestly, in, in the band that I was in, you know, after that, uh, and including everything I do with the Beatwell um, up to this point, it also gave me a sense of urgency and the sense that this could be my last gig. And, and it really helped uh, make me more present and grateful uh, in the work that I'm doing. That's fantastic, Jordan. Just two knowledge bursts that you have shared today, which I think are really, really huge. Number one, it's not the what, it's the how. And it as you mentioned before, you're not about it's not about the drumming. It's about what are the goals of your audience. But number two, that setback, that story you shared, as heartbreaking as it was, you were able to pivot. You were able to take the assets that you had gained, the skills that you had gained from playing in that band. And that was all steps towards you building and finding your soul mission with Beatwell. I think that's absolutely fantastic. So I'd like to ask you a little bit about your influences in life. So first part to the question, is there any particular media that's been influential in your life? And you can pick anything from a movie, a book, play, or song that has influenced your journey. It's really just concerts, mm. like festivals, you know, where where I'm not in isolation, but I'm with the people, the, the crowd, the artist, that's been the most inspiring thing. And that's really what I do for a living. There's uh, the DC uh, alternative rock radio station, HFS, uh, which in, in the 90s really had its heyday of uh, producing the HF Festival, which was known worldwide. And, and, and I went to my first HF Festival at RFK Stadium in DC when I was... Uh, 14 maybe mm-hmm. uh i can still feel the the energy of that the first time i i i got there um that to me was magic and for many years that's what i looked forward to every year and, and when i grew a bit older and and my music tastes had had evolved uh, i was really into the warp tour in my high school years. And that kind of gave me that same feeling of magic. And when I really started my own bands, uh, when I was, you know, 18, 19 years old, that's what I really try to recreate uh, at, at the shows that we played, where it was this community atmosphere where the fans uh, were just as important to the experience as the artists. Mm. That's now what I carry into the, the Beatwell programs that I share. When I show up, uh, even if the, the content may be more serious because the, the, the context is a, uh, maybe a, a corporate team building uh, program or some sort of group therapy, uh, I want to create a party atmosphere, a celebratory atmosphere, and an atmosphere in which everyone is valued and everyone has a stake in, in the outcome, in the success of the uh, of the experience. Hey, Moving Forward listeners. If you're enjoying today's episode, consider supporting the podcast. 
you can purchase a copy of the Corporate Clichés Adult Coloring Book or try out Amazon Prime or Audible using one of my affiliate links, which you can find in the write-up for any of the episodes at bemovingforward.com. I love that, Jordan. We've had other guests who have answered that question by sharing cultural experiences, travel abroad experiences. And it sounds like for you, that experience of being at a concert or festival, being a part of the experience rather than the specific song or even the specific band is really what's been influential to you. And that really comes through in the work that you're doing with Beatwell. That's absolutely fantastic. Well, second part of the question, has there been any person that you've connected with in your life that has left that particular lasting impression towards you developing your career path? Yeah, more specifically to to what I'm doing with Beatwell, uh, there's a fellow drummer named Jim Donovan, and he was in a band for a long time called Rusted Root. And now what he does primarily uh, is similar to what I do in in that he he teaches others how to facilitate drum circle programming uh, and, and he also facilitates a lot of his own programs. Uh, I connected with him a few years ago and, and took a couple of his workshops and trainings and, and have since uh, you know, developed a, a nice rapport and working relationship with him in some ways. Uh, he has been a great mentor to me, uh, and through him, I really saw myself and uh, – possibility of what I could do, both similar to what he does and and also ways that I can add unique value to the profession. More broadly, growing up, I was, you know, as you know, just a a fan of bands. Uh, but, But as a child, it was these bands that were seemingly on a pedestal, rock stars, you know, per se. And it was Maybe when I started college, late high school, I started going to smaller shows uh, with you know more independent bands. And instead of going to a show where there's 10,000 people or even 1,000 people, I started going to shows where there's now 100 people or, or even less. And it was really all of those artists that inspired me and influenced me the most. And when I started you know, my own bands, that's... That's what I wanted to emulate, um, where a, a band member perform, performs on stage, even someone that uh, I would really look up to um, and put on a pedestal at that time. But that same artist would then come off stage and then be of the people again and spend the time with my friends and I just hanging out and talking and connecting as people, you know, and I always try to be humble and grateful around anyone that I'm working with. In particular, the one guy that really stands out, and, and I never really was even a fan of their band, but uh, Pete Wentz from Fall Out Boy, hmm. um, who since, you know, have become one of the most successful rock bands of the past decade. And I remember seeing them at a show, maybe 50 people were there about 10 years ago, and they were playing second of five bands that night. And after their set, Pete Wentz was just hanging out with my friends and I uh, back by the bar. Uh, and he never led with this sense of entitlement or that I'm, I'm better than you guys. And that really left a lasting impression, um, especially just to see what would become of his career, where, I mean, he became... 
you know, a, a figure of, of TMZ and celebrity culture, which transcended uh, the music that, that was his career and still is his career. But yeah, interactions like that, that really stuck out and influenced me the most. That's fantastic. I, I love your answer to your influences. They seem so rooted in just being present, in being an experience, part of an experience, and sharing that experience by connecting with others. So I think that's really, really fantastic. Well, Jordan, I'm really excited to ask you this question. As someone who has seen a really, really unique journey, as someone who has overcome challenges, and as someone who is now living their passion and finding their sole purpose through a fantastic company that is reaching so many people and making that difference in the, in so many lives. We have listeners all over the world, and there may be someone listening to this right now, listening to everything that you have to say, hanging on to every word, and they're struggling, and they are maybe stuck, or maybe they're in pain, and they're trying to find their passion, or maybe they're just stuck in a rut, and they want to have something more substantial in their life. They want to have something more experiential, and they want to be able to do what you're doing, or they want to be able to find their path, or what lights them up. What advice do you have for that individual? One of the best pieces of advice that I've ever received is to ask yourself simply, does this feel good? Hmm. And really paying attention to ourselves, paying attention to the things that we do, the thoughts that we think that give us energy, that make us feel good. And not only that, but giving ourselves permission to be accepting of whatever that may be. Hmm. You know, I think uh, society and our culture as a whole, uh, but maybe parents or other important influences in our lives um, especially when it comes to careers uh, or professions, may want you to, to believe that whatever that may be may not be serious enough or practical enough uh, to build a career around. And, and in ways, you know, there may be some truth to that, and that's up for you to decide or not. But as far as where passion lies, what makes you feel good? You know, what, what do you do when you feel most like yourself, when you feel most alive? And as it, as it pertains to then building a career around of it, if that's something you would like to do, understanding that there are no rules. You know, there really are no rules. Many of us think that we, we have to go to college and, and major in, in one of the, the classic professions, whatever they may be. And then when you, when you exit college, you, you get whatever it is, an internship and, and whatever it may be. You know, there, there's all these different narratives that, that we acquire and then believe in and tell ourselves of how life should be, how a career path uh, should, should progress. There really are no rules. And I, I enjoy breaking the rules. I enjoy being the exception to the rule. In many ways, at, at least for me, that, that's the good stuff. And I'm constantly surprised at what I can accomplish, what I can get away with, what I can achieve, and what experiences I can be a part of when I am just open. I'm just open. Moving forward, listeners, ask yourselves, 
what lights you up, what makes you feel good. And secondly, I think, Jordan, you shared something really important. Give yourself permission to try something, to explore that, and maybe develop a career or a business out of that passion. Fantastic advice. Well, Jordan, what is next for you? So to kind of tie in with what what we were talking about before, there is a lot that I do with Beatwell. And what I'm really focusing on now is what is it that I do with Beatwell that makes me feel best? When do I feel most like myself and feel most energized when I'm sharing Beatwell in, in whatever way that may be? And I have you know a few bookings coming up with uh, different college classes and universities where I, I share my story and I introduce therapeutic drumming and community building drumming to, to the students. But it's really in what I'm doing now, sharing my story and with the college students in particular, really helping them see themselves in, in me and my story and hopefully inspiring them to really figure out what it is they are passionate about and maybe find ways that they can either integrate it into whatever coursework that they're currently you know, doing um, or otherwise. So I really love doing that, uh, sharing with, with college students. Um, I have another booking coming up soon, uh, even with uh, teenage artists at a local community center where they're bringing me in uh, you know, as, as, as a local teaching artist um, and, and doing essentially the same thing. So I really, really enjoy doing that. Uh, I also like teaching other professionals, you know, mental health professionals, educational professionals, teaching them essentially how to do what I do with the populations that they serve. I often get the line, you know, I, I, I don't have rhythm. And I don't believe that. I say you have a heartbeat, you have rhythm. Mm. And you don't have to be a musician, and I'm using that with air quotes, to do what I do. Uh, first, I believe we all are musicians um, and have music that we can naturally create and share. But what I do in many ways is, is simple to facilitate um, with training and, and, and with a, a skill base. But like I said from the beginning, it's really not about the music. It's about what we're trying to accomplish. And so a big part of my mission moving forward is really continuing to educate, but also give other professionals the tools to share similar work with, uh, with the people that they serve. You are literally living the advice that you just gave on how do you find your passion. You are spreading the word, you're sharing your story, and you're really, really, what I like to call that, that exponential accelerator. You are sharing your passion and igniting other people to find their passions. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much, Jordan. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. Well, Jordan, what is the best way that our listeners can connect with you? Social media is good. Uh, Twitter, Beatwell, Be More. And you can also use that handle on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can check out my website at beatwell.org and email me if you'd like directly, jordan at 
beatwell.org. And we will have all of that posted on our website. Jordan, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us today. But moreover, for the work that you're doing with Beatwell, it sounds like you are reaching a lot of people and making a real difference and a real impact. Thank you so much. That means a lot, John. I appreciate it. And thank you for the opportunity today. And listeners, for more information on Jordan and all of our extraordinary Moving Forward guests, visit us at bemovingforward.com. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. This is John Lim with Moving Forward, and we'll be back with a new episode next week. Now it's time for you to move forward and discover the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and bemovingforward.com. All rights reserved.